the future. There are no people. There are no people in the future. No people at all. There are no people in the future. Where did all my people go? There are no people in the future. Let me try my people call. Welcome. It is Monday, May 16th, 2022. Welcome to Raging Chickens, Out to Coop Live. This is Kevin Mahoney, creator and founder of Raging Chicken. On Out to Coop Live, we talk to progressives, activists, and troublemakers of all sorts, right from our own backyards and across the country. It is PA primary election day eve, all. The stakes of this year's primaries and the midterm elections coming up in November could not be higher in Pennsylvania. Where are you going to be tomorrow? What are you watching? Are you taking, you know, kind of trying to get the bigger in the air? Which way the wind's blowing? Ooh, and what's on your mind? It's where we'll be talking a little bit open phones, open discussion, taking your comments, questions, thoughts, ideas. Um, that's what we got to hear. Uh, yeah, Emily went to the De- Doylestown rally this uh, past Sunday uh, for abortion rights, and uh, I've heard just amazing things about it. I'll tell you a little story about uh, my plan was to be there. Um, that got a little side rail or sidetracked, what derailed, <laughs> however it might be. Anyways, 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 let me get to that. You can join us at the end of the week also for our Friday Politics Roundup, where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly in state and national politics. And this Friday, Amy Connect is back as my guest host, as we'll try to wrap our heads around these past two unbelievable weeks. You can also check out our once or twice monthly The Wednesday Show with Cyril Michaleko. Cyril, of course, is a progressive columnist for the Bucks County Courier Times, the Intelligencer, and he's the editor-in-chief of the Bucks County Beacon. Cyril will be back this Wednesday for a primary day post-mortem. That's right. It's a big week, all. You can get all our shows by subscribing to our podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. You can help support this show by becoming a patron for as little as five bucks a month. Head on over to patreon.com slash rcpress and become a patron today. You can also help out the show right now by heading over to our YouTube channel if you're not there already. Smash that subscribe button, like the stream for this show, and hit that notification bell so you know every time that we go live. And look, at if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you give us that five-star review. Make sure you leave us a review. Let people know what you think. Um, tell them why you come and listen to this show. Tell them why it's a great show. Um, but give us that five-star review, especially if you're listening to Apple Podcasts. That really helps other people find the show. Um, pretty fantastic. And I do have our Discord open tonight, too, as well. Um, if you want to join our Discord, do check it out. Um, the link for that is in tonight's show notes. Um, and I'll be uh, kind of checking out the channel under, uh, what is it, Elections. Where is my what's the title for it? Uh, election 2022. Um, so if you're in our Discord tonight and you want to kind of like throw in some comments, I'll keep an eye on that, too, as well. For more PA Progressive Talk, tune to the Rick Smith Show's live stream at 9 p.m. Eastern on his YouTube channel, Twitter, Facebook. Subscribe to his podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Head on over to therigsmithshow.com for the latest across all his platforms. And now more than ever, you got to check out the Sisters of the Night Caucus podcast, the amazing PA women stirring the political cauldron behind this podcast, Rock the House. And you know where the bodies are buried. 
Yes, make sure to follow them on Twitter at The Night Caucus and subscribe to their podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. And for all you gamers out there, The Game In, that's with two N's, The Game In is a Quaker Town-based, black family-owned gaming store. They're friends of the show, and they've got everything from Retro N64s, the latest consoles, video games for all platforms, collectibles, action figures, Funko Pops, walls of Funko Pops, and kids get discounts when they bring in A's on the report card. How can you beat that? Check them out on their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at, at TheGameIn, that's with two N's. Looking for something hard to get? Shoot them a message, drop them an email at TheGameInPA at gmail.com. And a shout-out, as always, goes to Jonathan Mann, who wrote our intro song, There Are No People in the Future. Check out all his great stuff on his YouTube page and follow him on Twitter at, at @songadayman. That's at @songadayman on Twitter. And look, if you are looking to end the domination of right-wing money tipping the scales to the extreme on our school boards and in our communities, well, we're doing our best to make that easy to do. Yes, we've partnered with Level Field to uh, bring you a little uh, kind of a little local pack. That's right. Don't let Paul Martino buy our schools. It is time to reclaim our school boards from the extremists. It is time to reclaim our communities. You can kind of give us a donation by heading on over to the Raging Chicken or just ragingchicken.levelfield.net. You can leave a donation there and that money will go to support uh, progressive candidates that will suppress, um, support organizing on the ground. We're going to have this summer, we're going to have a little bit of a, uh, uh, a special launch day and uh, then we're going to be inviting some more people in here. We're going to be kind of expanding our little kind of board. Um, as I've been saying on the show, uh, I you know wanted to kind of take it slow to kind of make sure kind of everything was up and running before we kind of uh, went a whole hog on this. Um, but look, we've already raised over a thousand dollars. We've already raised over a thousand dollars in this short period of time before the official launch, right? And that is going to go to try to make sure that we get the best candidates that are going to support like progressives in this area. We're going to turn PA. We're going to turn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're going to turn. Bucks County seats around. We want to support candidates that are going to bring progressive values to our state house in particular. And then, but also along the way, we want to invest in the organizing that is happening around our school boards, right? We want to support those kids that are standing up in Central Bucks who are kind of saying no, like to transphobic stuff, saying no um, to kind of, you know, having their rights stripped away, saying no to the suppression of, of their freedom of speech to say that we want a community that's full of diversity, right? We want to support the rise up to Oilstown. We want a right. We want the rise up. Um, I'm sorry, Central Bucks. We want to support the rise up Penridge. Those kids that are organizing there. We want to support the school board candidates who have been organizing and haven't stopped organizing since the school board elections in 2021. Right. The idea is that we have to get around these Democratic Party consultants who have just kind of like made a muck of things. Right. While they've raked in tons and tons of cash, we want to keep the money here. We want to invest in our community and put it where the people need it. Head on over to ragingchicken.levelfield.net for more information and a place where you can make a donation. A couple show notes coming up on Monday, the 23rd, that is next Monday, I have Sarah Aniano on the show. Sarah is a researcher who was uh, recently graduated from Monmouth University and Masters in Communication. She does work on social media misinformation and the rhetoric of the far right, and it's garnered her some nationwide attention. You know, she finally got kind of at least a, the kind of shout out that she kind of is due um, in a recent CNET article, um, basically you have, you know, spotlighting her and uh, three other graduate students who are doing, you know, really the kind of the yeoman's work, if you will, 
of uh, digging out and tracking this kind of right-wing disinformation. Um, she's just, she does amazing work, and I can't believe that we're going to have her on next week. I'm so excited for that. And then on Monday, the 30th of May, uh, we'll close out May, uh, keeping it right back here in Bucks County. We're going to have Kirsten Zolfel back on the show, and we're going to have her help me together. We'll pull the moderate mask off Representative Ryan Fitzpatrick's record. Yep, Kirsten is the PA Indivisible Legislative Chair and editor of the PA Member of Congress Tracking Report. You've heard her before on the show. She's absolutely fantastic. And we're going to dig into, uh, you know, this Fitzpatrick's kind of, you know, he gets his free pass all the time with this PR marketing machine. Um, but meanwhile, you know, I think he's going to have a little bit of a tough time of it this time, especially because, you know, he's got to make a choice. Oh, my God. He's got to make a choice. Yeah, that's right. You can't pretend that you're for women's rights. You can't pretend that you're kind of like, you know, you're considerate and moderate uh, when you've got a Supreme Court now that is just basically stripping away um, all the gains of Roe. And now you basically uh, are going to side with the force birthers. That's right. Um, so Kier's going to be on the show on the 30th. So, so on today's show, uh, you know, God, there's lots to talk about. And uh, I'm really kind of curious for those folks who are, who are listening, who are all kind of out there with us now. Um, what you're going to be doing tomorrow, who you support, and so on. Um, I'd like to hear uh, more about the rally. Um, it was a pretty um, awesome rally in Doylestown um, in support of abortion rights. Um, I was so glad to see the turnout there. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about <laughs> so my weekend. So we had a little, there was a little scheduling snafu. You see, you know, I, I've mentioned this kind of a couple times, um, but I'll be working at the... Um, um, I'm going to work it at my polling place all day um, tomorrow. And I had to kind of get a delivery of some supplies and things like this um, over the weekend. And the scheduling kind of went all awry. Um, and so the time that the uh, delivery was able to come, uh, it was smack dab in the middle of the rally that took place in Doylestown. So I was, I was really bummed, but I had to be here. So um, it is what it is. You know, I'm like, I'm saying, okay, I had to just, get my head around the fact that like, well, this is not going to be the last rally. Right. Um, but you know, uh, it was an incredible rally from, I would thank you to, uh, Amy connect who basically, uh, um, took some pictures and kind of shot me some videos of some of the speakers, uh, while it was happening. Uh, thank you so much, Amy, because it was, uh, um, it was just a nice window in it. I got to say, um, uh, Ashley Ahas was, uh, was fantastic in uh, kind of pulling no punches and basically saying we're going to go at um, um, Fitzpatrick um, and that we're not going to let his anti-abortion record stand um, and allow him to continue to take that seat and strip away women's rights. I mean, she made I mean, this is a little bit of a, a paraphrase from what she said. She's about, you know, because she's a she's a veteran and uh, she's basically, you know, you know, I'll be damned if I'm going to be go fight for my country and put my life at risk and to come back here and be treated as a second class citizen. I'm like, that is the message you want right there. Um, what you want. I also know that uh, uh, Gwen Stoltz was there. Um, I would love if anybody's got video or audio of her speech out there. I'd love to hear it. Uh, I've been trying to track it down. I've heard great things about it. I heard she made uh, just like, you know, made quite an impression on the crowd was to say and i you know i told you before on the show that um i got to meet up with her early on uh, during her initial career launch um online all right um through this kind of um, local group 
and she was really fantastic um, and, you know, kind of very issue oriented. Um, she's um, got great qualifications. She's a scientist. Um, you know, she's been doing the you know, doing the spade work um, and then stepped up to run this time. And because of the way that the um, things have been redistricted, um, she's got a real shot. She's got a real shot to basically turn the 143rd district um, in Pennsylvania, the state house, um, turn that one blue. So that's going to be very, very interesting. Um, the 145th um, district, which is kind of just above that, like if you look at Bucks County now, Bucks County kind of has been, it's got stripes now. It was kind of a little bit more, it's like the districts were a little bit kind of, you know, all over the place. Now it's like somebody just kind of like got a knife and cut it in strips up. Um, so the 145th is the kind of northernmost district in Bucks County, and that's where Craig Stats is. That used to be um, kind of where I, you know, he was my representative before, but now he's in the 145th. Um, north so it's you know it's just batting everything around so we shall see um let's see emily said she'll be voting at springfield east and then uh working at the springfield middle uh, middle pole that's fantastic and if you're in the 145th uh right in jim miller spread the word if you're in the 145th right in jim miller uh what is jim miller jim miller running against stats is that is that what what's happening there emily Love to see what's going on there. Um, yeah, see we'll see. But you know, where are you at? Uh, where's everybody going to be tomorrow um, for legislative rep? Okay, so if you're up at the 145th, um, you can write in Jim Miller, right? Jim Miller for PA um, PA legislative rep um, up in the 145th. Um, that is again that northernmost um, kind of piece of Bucks County um, after redistricting. Um, that's also that's good. So the other thing too as well, I'd strongly recommend people check out the uh, Bucks County um, uh, Board of Elections. They've got some great resources there, and they have sample ballots up there if you're in Bucks County. Um, most other counties um, have some version of that. Once again, um, they'll have. Um, <sighs> places where you can look at, basically look at sample ballots. The reason why I say that is particularly in kind of Bucks County, but this has happened in a lot of places, is that um, the districts have switched quite a bit. I mean, I, I'm like, for example, where I'm at, both my uh, state legislative district, uh, state uh, legislative district has, has changed. I'll have a different representative as well as my state senators now change. Um, so you have uh, Pinsley, Mark Pinsley, Pinsley up in Lehigh County, so he's been representing up there, is now kind of, uh, his district is now covering where, where I'm at. So um, do check that out so you know who you're going to be voting for going in. Um, be patient tomorrow because you're also going to find that um, because of the redistricting, there will be some questions um, where people will be looking for particular representatives and so on. Be helpful. Make sure that you're advocating for the candidates um, that, that, you know, that we need. And um, we shall see. So, um, yeah, that's what we got. You know, I look at some of the, uh, go through, let's go take a look at some of the, the races. So one of the things I was checking out before, before I got on tonight, um, yeah, state, yeah, exactly, Emily, state Senate district 16. Yep. That's going to, that's, that's where I'm at now. There we go. Mm. So, um, Let's take a look at some of the primaries here and what we're what we're looking at so far. So the the Republican primary is going to be um, Republican primary is going to be um, interesting, 
to say the least. So if we, let's let's go let's go through the list here. If I'm looking at um, Real Clear Politics, right? Looking at their aggregates here, they've got um, the RCP Real Clear Politics average right now has um, Oz, Doctor Oz, at two point six, up two point six. Um, um, over Barnett. Now remember, Kathy Barnett has been on the rise, right? She's kind of coming out of nowhere, uh, at least in terms of the polling, um, to basically, you know, she's pretty much within the margin of error, right? Uh, well, they're not giving what the, you know, most of the polls that uh, Real Clear Politics is aggregating here are, they got a, like a three round, you know, 2.9 in the low end up to 4.9 in the high end of the different margins of error. So basically you got Oz at 2.6, right? That's within the margin of error. So um, Kathy Barnett, that was very close. And McCormick has just kind of slid, you know, has basically slowly, David McCormick has slowly been kind of uh, sliding away. I mean, you know, it's, it's at the one hand, you know, McCormick is, you know, he's a hedge fund manager and he's from Connecticut. Right. And yes. And Mayman Oz is from New Jersey and he doesn't live in New, uh, Pennsylvania either, but um, he got Trump's endorsement. So that kind of means something with the base. Um, but Kathy Barnett, you know, they're calling her ultra MAGA and for good reason, because she is uh, she is certainly the ultra MAGA candidate. And um, she's uh, her rise has also been getting some national attention now. And justifiably so, because she is, you know, officially the most extreme candidate in the race. So we shall see. And uh, I also can say, um, and again, not saying that yard signs are the measure of everything, but I'll tell you this. Uh, I've seen a ton of uh, Kathy Barnett signs. Right. And you not, you know, it is not strange that um, or not odd, I should say, that those signs are also appearing alongside signs for Doug Mastriano, right? Now, Doug Mastriano, of course, is uh, he is now leading the field of Republicans in the Republican primary for Pennsylvania governor. And it's not a two point, you know, whatever lead is a 13.5 percent lead right now in the polls. Um, in the Republican candidates, right? The next the next person in line is Lou Barletta, right? Um, so you've got Mastriano coming in at, you know, again, this is the average, um, about 32, uh, 32 percentage points, Barletta at 18.5, right? So not quite half that, but I mean, that's, that's pretty significant. You got McSwain and White and all the rest. I mean, you got a whole bunch around the bottom that are kind of, uh, you know, are just you know getting two percent, three percent, and so on. Um, but so it looks like it's gonna be Mastriano and Barletta. Um, maybe McSwain will pull something out. Um, I'm not. I'm not surprised. Right now, one of the things about you know Mastriano and um, and Kathy Barnett is like we were saying. I think I was saying on Friday is like you know this is part of this kind of Christian nationalist uh, faction, right in the right wing. And uh, it is this kind of ultra right, um, cozy with, you know, kind of cozy with the fascists and the Proud Boys and all this stuff. Of course, news had just broke. NBC News broke the news. I think it was either today. But Kathy Barnett was basically seeing, oh, yes, yeah, she was at the January 6th insurrection um, and she was marching with the Proud Boys. 
Now, she, of course, has said she wasn't marching with the Proud Boys. She was just, you know, they caught the pictures there with her and she didn't do anything illegal, all that kind of stuff that you're, everyone is used to hearing. Um, but there's, you know, multiple pictures and that's, you know, she's kind of there and there's Proud Boys all around her. Right. At the very least, we can say um, there wasn't a lot of tension <laughs> between those two. Right. The Proud Boys and Kathy Barnett. Um, so you're seeing this, you know, this this more extreme right wing movement becomes associated with these two candidates. And if you know, you're driving through Bucks County, um, you can see like the Mastriano Barnett. Signs. Right. On the same lawns, the same things there. And there's very few of other ones. The next, especially with Bucks County, the next biggest one that I see is the Fire Fitz one. Right? And that's Fire Fitzpatrick. But this is not Fire Fitzpatrick from the left. This is Fire Fitzpatrick from the right um, for this guy, Enton, who's running against him. Right? Um, he is the, um, you know, the favorite of the kind of the, uh, you know, Oh, God. Andy Meehan's people. Right. Um, that's, you know, have had him on. You remember Amy Connect was on, uh, went to actually one of his uh, events. And of course, this guy Enton was on the show or I'm on the show. It was it was at that event giving the speech. And he is the, you know, the guy who wants to topple the Republican establishment in uh, in uh, Bucks County and uh, issue in a more extreme right wing politics. Right. So. There is a lot going on on the Republican side um, of the ticket. So um, if we go back to go back to the Senate race on the Democratic side, it looks like um, at this point we're seeing a, a kind of a clear um, kind of, you know, you know, not not. Well, it's 31 point lead. <laughs> right. Uh, Fetterman is at 43 percent. Um, the next is Lamb and the next is Kenyatta. Um, the fact that Lamb even has 12 percent is shameful, if you ask me, because that that we need to kind of dislodge Connor Lamb and the, 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 the faction of the Democratic Party that has held on to power for so long. We got to dislodge him and his cronies. Um, from this, whereas you have um, Malcolm Kenyatta, um, you know, in my mind is, you know, he's a movement favorite, right? He is a uh, he's been outstanding, right, at the state legislature. Uh, he has been, you know, shows up for people, right? He's got great politics. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, I'm just hoping that uh, that uh, Malcolm Kenyatta is not you know going to go away anytime soon. That we're going to see him kind of come back in other races because uh, I I have to think that part of what the issue here is for uh, for Malcolm has been uh, simply uh, you know name recognition and getting to know people around the state. Whereas of course um, uh, John Fetterman has been lieutenant governor, right? Um, and look, he's running a really good campaign. Um, I know some people you know will kind of. Will take me on on that one but i mean he has been showing up a kind of a whole range of people places across the state um he's got money coming out like you know his ears um he real now just on this past friday um he had a stroke um but he's okay um uh, we wish him kind of all the you know all the hopes in the world that he gets better um that it's uh, it's gonna be the all the indications are that he, it's fine it wasn't kind of like a, a tragic one he's lost no cognitive abilities and all that kind of stuff that you you worry about 
And so he's going into uh, the primaries with a 31-point lead in the terms of the polls. Now, these are polls. Uh, what do they mean? Um, that's a great question. Um, I think that this could give us some sense about, you know, what people are responding to and how they're responding to pollsters. But I do think that, you know, the most important thing is going to be get out there, support the candidate you want tomorrow um, in the primaries because um, that's going to be critical. And, you know, I think that, you know, showing up, even if you're looking at a race like Fetterman, where it seems like, you know, OK, look, he's, uh, you know, he's got a pretty good lead. I think it's it's advantageous, right? If you especially if you're supporting Fetterman, it's advantageous to get out there and make sure you vote for Fetterman, right? Make that lead a big one. Like let let's see, like yes, this is the clear choice, right? Um, so because it is going to be a fight, I believe, um, in the uh, you know in the midterms, and you know there's I think. I, I am I'm I've seen a little bit of this kind of cockiness though, although I think that there's a lot in kind of even in the official Democratic Party um, politics, there is a little bit of caution about wanting to make the claim that you know uh, Fetterman is going to trounce someone like you know uh, <clears throat> like Kathy Burnett or or, or Doctor Oz. I mean, he's going to trounce him. Don't be so sure, right? And this is not a knock against Fetterman. This is the saying, like, look, we've got to understand that these these the political environment that we are in today, um, you can take nothing for granted. I mean, we got to get out there and we got to vote. We got to get out there and we got to organize, right? Um, and you know, look for those folks who are all you know are really dis distraught and cynical about the voting. Said, look. I'm not saying it's vote or organize for power. I'm not saying it's vote or kind of, you know, uh, activism. These things are, this is all at once, right? This is what, you know, like the right wing did for, you know, 40 plus years, right? They organized, they built institutions, and they voted, right? They gave, there's, you know, it was power, and building power and building right the activist base was not kind of separate from you know the insider game from the big money from the media infrastructure all that kind of stuff these pieces were all working together yes there was tremendous tension at times through these different factions on the right um but they they you know walked and chewed gum and we can do the same thing right <sighs> so we shall see we shall, we shall see. Um, I am looking forward to um, to being at the being at the polls all day tomorrow, though. I'm really curious to kind of just get a sense of, you know, just kind of discussions to have with people throughout the day. Oh, excuse me. Um, the other thing, of course, that you know, if the if the if it is the you know if the leaked Supreme court document coming out, uh, wasn't enough, right? The fact that we saw what happened in Buffalo this past weekend, it's just yet another reminder of where we are as a country. Right. And, um, you know, with raging chicken, 
we have, you know, when Sean Kitchen, for example, when Sean was, uh, you know, Sean and I were doing a lot of work together on with Raging Chicken. He was, he and I were basically the team that built Raging Chicken, especially the the writing kind of part of uh, before we started doing the podcast and stuff. Um, before he moved on to uh, greener pastures, um, emphasis on the greener. Um, but no, awesome, awesome pastures too. Oh. <clears throat> the uh, we we had been trying to shine a light on these kind of extremist white supremacist groups for years. You know, Jordan Hopkins, for example, you know, he's the independent investigative journalist out of Philly. We've had him on the show a couple times. He's just he's another one who's just been doing just bang up work on kind of tracking what's happening on the right and trying to, you know, raise these alarm bells. And finally, you know, again, this is like what, four, five, six years. Easy of trying to dig out some of this stuff finally people are starting to pay attention to it and you know the, the problem is of course is that it's pretty late and you know and even now there's still people that are saying you know don't give them a platform just ignore them they'll go away that has not worked right and this is something that sean and i would had said for years would not work right you don't you don't beat fascism by pretending it's not there that's just like saying, okay, oh, I see you're building a compound. You go ahead. Need some wood? <laughs> you know? No, we're not going to provide any counter message to this. We're not going to build an all kind of alternative ideology. No. We're just going to keep on going and get back to work and do good, be professional. <laughs> right? I mean, that's what we did. I mean, well, as you say, we. I mean, you know, I was, you know, practically tearing my hair out with this stuff. And, uh, you know, but it's hard. I mean, one thing that I've, you know, as I've been getting older, I was realizing it is hard work to get through to people, right? To get them to see structure and systems, right? Especially when you have, there's an absence of kind of a, leadership body right you know like say just a political party i don't mean just an individual leader i mean like a leadership like a political party right that is helping coordinate right and reinforcing these messages right you know instead we've get like you know democratic party leadership at the national level basically spending more time talking about encouraging republicans to get a stronger party spending more time kind of saying talking about how we need kind of republicans more time doing that than actually kind of putting forward an agenda. The other thing to spend a lot of time is, is punching left. Instead of seeing progressives and activists as a source of energy and power and creativity and possibility, right? Those in power, those in the, say in the Democratic Party leadership have just like, they have more zeal for, for, coming after the left than they do going after the right. It's astonishing. It really is. And when they do go after the right, it is purely kind of rhetorical flourishes. And what do I mean by that? Well, if you were to say that what happened on January 6th 
is an existential threat to democracy, as they did. As like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and all that, they also said that Donald Trump has been an existential threat to American democracy, for example. If you say something is an existential threat, that means its continued existence threatens to obliterate you, to take you out of being, <laughs> right? And so if that is true and you believe that, you would assume you would act accordingly. If your life is being threatened, you do more than point out hypocrisy. You build an aggressive movement, you build an aggressive offense, and you snuff out the problem. Fascism didn't go away because brunch was more appealing. Fascism went away for a while because it was stopped. People drew lines in the sand and they said, not that, this, and they could say something in the affirmative. And that's kind of where we're at. So we, I mean, we've been doing that for years. And so you can see this. Remember when there was these, these, you know, one of the things we did with Raging Chicken in the early, earlier days, right, when we were doing a lot of writing, and I hope, I really hope to get back to some of this stuff too as well, um, was, you know, we built these relationships with different journalists, both, you know, at the national level, the kind of state level and so on. Like Sean was extraordinarily good at doing this. Um, and then, you know, we did this thing that I would call, say, break and push. Right. Because we're we're focused on really specific kind of in the weeds things. Sometimes what was happening in politics and in kind of movements and behind the scenes and looking at kind of what was happening really specifically in Pennsylvania. So that was where our attention was. If you're in the national media or even if you're like, you know, covering, you know, Pennsylvania politics or Philadelphia politics, whatever like this, or, you know, you know a major reporter, you're not necessarily paying attention to these, these quote unquote smaller things that we're paying attention to. And on the flip side. We were pretty. We were kind of a pretty kind of nimble, small outfit, right? We had a lot of. We had a lot of <laughs> energy, let's say. And um, so we would dig into stuff, and then you with these relationships, you'd kind of you you'd break it, you'd break the news, and then you'd push it to those people who had larger audiences, right? That's. In, in my view, that is the relationship, what I hope we're going to be able to start building here in Bucks County. Right Now that we actually have kind of a, a few progressive media outlets, right? if we're smart about this, what we do is we don't go into competition with each other. Right, We basically talk, we work together. right, And that doesn't mean we work together and decide like all together what to do. But we think about ways that we can mutually reinforce what we do. All right? There's always going to be, say, competition between, say, for example, journalists who are really kind of digging into story. When you get a story first, that's awesome, right? And so that's that's going to happen regardless, right? And but instead of seeing 
that competition is these folks are kind of our our rivals, our enemies, right? You can at the end of this, man, you got that story that was so awesome, right? How can we help get it out now, right? Or maybe some like you know you already see some of this happening. What we're doing with the Bucks County Beacon and Cyril, right? You know, Cyril and I started kind of doing this Wednesday show. Right. And now he's got, you know, he's the editor in chief at the Beacon. He's not just a columnist. So he's making some decisions. He's bringing on more writers. So now I'm paying attention to what they're what's happening at the Beacon. And when I see somebody breaking a story over there, I see somebody doing a kind of cool piece. I'm always looking at that. And then I'm reaching out to those folks individual to have them on the show. Right. So that's not a competition. Right. That right there is kind of like how this stuff should work, right? And the right wing understood this for kind of, you know, for decades, right? And so this is the kind of thing that we can do if we play, if we're smart about it, right? If we find ways of kind of like directing our resources in ways that are going to be, um, you know, about building sustainable, vigorous, progressive media, right? And this is also true when we were talking about kind of on the ground grassroots organizations, Right. I mean, you know, I give Ashley Ahas's um, campaign a heck of a lot of credit, right? They've been doing some really good work. Um, you know, she is, there's, you know, she's a worker that's absolutely clear. She's out there knocking on doors. She's out there doing the hard work of kind of running the campaign, you know. But look, she shouldn't have to start from ground zero. No progressive candidate should, right? And, you know, and frankly, it's been a lot of the activists who have been around Right. And who have been eventually, you know, continually kind of brushed aside by the consultant class in the Democratic Party. Right. Because they're after their jobs. Right. And so they want to come and tell us what to do, what we should do, the correct messaging, the correct communication. When these activists on the ground or these kind of, you know, candidates who are organizing on school boards. Right. Know their communities better than these outside consultants. That does not mean that they're worthless. Right. But can you just imagine just anybody who's out there who's run for school board, who has helped organize, um, helped organize some of the campaigns and worked on the campaigns of the school board candidates in Bucks County. Right. Or any county across the across the, you know, the Commonwealth. Right. Or the country, for that matter. That's where the work goes. That's where the work happens. The work happens on the ground with those folks. Now, imagine if half the budget of those consultants. I know I'm asking for big, half that budget didn't go to the consultants so that they can tell you what to say, but that went, the money went to you so you could develop what you already know to be the messaging that's going to work in the community. And if you saw that money, instead of getting paid just on kind of like glitzy PR campaigns, Got to say, okay, we're going to bring in some organized to help train us on how to do this better. Not to tell us what to say, but what are some of the tactics that have worked in kind of organizing to help mediate some of our own organizing. Right? Where somebody's coming in to help build from the ground up, not tell the ground what to say. Right? So that can happen there too as well. If you look at the, you know, I, I mean, this is what I, you know, I've said on the show multiple times is that. You look at the organizing that took place in Penridge, in Central Bucks, in North Penn, in uh, Palisades, right? In Berks, Ber I mean, Berks County, right? 
in Berks County, the Kutztown School District, right? They had they started getting kind of you know the ten thousand dollars plopped in their uh, in their bank accounts out there too as well to kind of run right wing candidates, right? To ignore science and kind of force kids into a COVID catastrophe, right? So <clears throat> they got it too. So what did they do? They stopped them and started doing it, and a lot of them were brand new to politics. Never thought they would run. Right. Never thought they would run for school board. <laughs> right. I had to learn along the way. But in that process of learning, they may have lost that election. But in that process, and you know what I'm going to say, everybody, you know what I'm going to say. In that process, they learn things. They develop skill. They exercise their democratic muscles. The muscles of democracy. Right. Those muscles that we've let atrophy for too long. And to, to take that, the energy, right, the kind of the, 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 you know, the skills and the thought and the kind of strategy and tactics that was learned in those moments. And if we had the, the, the resources at those moments to can help build that out, so we're planning for the next one, the next one, and the next one, that's what we could do. And I think like in Bucks County, <clears throat> we're one of those places that can do this, right? You know, I'm, I'm thinking, obviously, it's because part of where I live, I'm thinking Upper Bucks, right? I'm thinking Quakertown. I'm thinking Quakertown, Penridge. Central Bucks, Palisades, like uh, I'm missing, I'm missing one over here. Uh, uh, North Penn, right? Oh, North Penn's down a little bit. It's Montgomery County, but we've got these, you know, these campaigns that are going on and looking for ways that we could say share information, <clears throat> right? But I mean, look, and I, I've watched. And that's already happening, of course, like in Facebook groups and kind of different chats and Zoom calls and things like this. I mean, people are already doing that. But imagine if we actually had resources behind us to do that. Right. That's kind of the idea. So, I mean, I don't know. So there's a lot there's a lot going on. That's one of the reasons I'm really looking forward to tomorrow and so on. Um, but we, you know, to go way back to where I started this point, when you look at what happened in Buffalo, Right. You look at what happened with the, you know, the, the league Supreme Court draft. What's going to happen when that decision comes down with the elimination of um, women's rights, abortion rights, overturning Roe v. Wade? Those should be at the forefront of what we're campaigning on. And we should be able to argue for the affirmative for those things, for abortion rights, for women's rights. And developing our language. So when somebody asks it, you know, because like, look, you know, what what happened, I think, like, I don't, you know, look, we could just so we could share blame in so many different ways. You know, I mean, everybody, I get it. But the logic that's been kind of that's been wrapped in or that's been kind of driving the Democratic Party for too long now has been this logic. Well, we can't we can't really say what we're for. We have to try to couch it in this, you know, this this conservative sounding language or this freedom language. Right. We need to sound like Republicans so that we can squeeze in our point. We got to put that away. You know, it's in happening. You know, what, what do you think is. Um, one thing you start is, you know, this is what, you know, some of the joy uh, that you know, got watching some of the, you know, the pushback that was happening around around the, uh, well, the past several years from like for, for Gen Z stuff. It's like, you know, there's like 
right in your face about stuff. Like that's the way it should be. If you look at some of the, uh, you know, the, the, the ways that people, uh, primarily women were speaking at these, uh, rallies over this past weekend, right. Um, the bands off our bodies rallies, right. The pro abortion rights rallies, the, um, They're like, there, you know, we're going after this, right? I got to say, it's like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, Josh Shapiro, man, what are you doing? Right. I heard his speech at, uh, you know, in the Doylestown rally. And I'm still, it's like, it's all this kind of soft language. Right. And it's like, man, you kind of, if, if Democrats, if Democrats cannot do the authenticity thing, right. If they can't actually, if they don't sound like they actually believe what they're saying, or if they sound like they're a, they're going to cave on it the minute that they you know the minute they can, that is going to people get that people understand that people feel that. This is the problem with the consultant tested language, right? Using all these talking points all the time. I, I I pull my hair out all the time listening to the news, right? When I hear these you know these not just not just Democratic politicians. Right. But, you know, these people that are supposedly in that kind of like, you know, democratic infrastructure, like, you know, the kind of civil society people and all this. And they come on, they're asked a question and they don't respond like a living, breathing human being. They don't respond like that. No, they respond with their talking points. Just listen to Eric Swalwell talk. It's a perfect example of that. He's like a flesh robot. Right. And I have no idea what he's like as a person, but it's that mentality that I'm talking about. And look, Pennsylvania, you know, like I, you know, I hate to break it to you, Josh Shapiro, but, you know, in Pennsylvania, right, Pennsylvania, you know, is not like, you know, Mainline or Montgomery County. Right. The ones that, you know, people that are always looking towards Philly, that are always looking for like the Arts District in Philly. Right. Again, I'm the last person that's going to knock that. Right, but people's lives across the Commonwealth are much more complex and different than that. And they're not, I mean, I believe at least that people are not necessarily looking for the guy in the nicest suit. They're looking for the person who's going to be like them, talk like them, register with them. So I'm will. So how do we build that capacity is a big question. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, that's what I got tonight. That's really it. That's my thoughts. I have to admit, I'm tired. I got to get up super early <laughs> in the morning. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, though. I mean, um, I'm really looking forward to, you know, spending the day kind of just like helping the wheels of democracy turn, you know, um, it's been, uh, it's, it, I've done the other, you know, the other stuff we were kind of campaigning on the outside of the polls, right. Outside the polls and, um, for particular candidates and things like this. And of course, you know, that, that time's never going to go away. Um, but it's, it's kind of, it, it seems to me, at least for me personally, to doing some stuff on the inside of the polls, right. Just kind of like, just, Doing that work, you know, doing the work of signing people in, making sure that they have, they, you know, they get to vote. That kind of thing. That seems like a worthy practice 
to uh, be helping out with, you know. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. So anyways, uh, wherever you're going to do, um, if you're going to be out there campaigning for folks tomorrow, if you're actually going to be handing out literature tomorrow, if you're helping taking people to the polls tomorrow, um, thank you for the work that you're doing. Um, thank you for the work that for all those people have been doing who've been knocking on doors um, leading up, you know, as part of the primary process, um, who have been helping get the word out because, um, you know, None of those candidates would be doing anything had it not been for all of you who've been putting in the work on the ground uh, to help them out. All right, so um, here we go. So this is that next step, right? This is that kind of one step forward um, in the calendar year to uh, toward that midterm. Um, and I, you know, I want to kind of pretend I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend that I feel good about it. I don't. Um, but, um, this is it. This is the work, right? This is the work. So anyways, uh, I wish all of you a good day tomorrow, uh, for election day. Um, get some good sleep, get some good rest, uh, work hard, I guess. I mean, as you can tell, I'm kind of fading right now. It's been quite a week. This has also been my, uh, you know, my grades are due tomorrow too, as well. I mean, I'm all done with my grading, but, uh, of course, I had a couple little stragglers that, you know, so I couldn't submit them. Not very nice. So, um, but so anyway, so I have to you know, do that kind of yet tonight to kind of finish off the last button push, so to speak. Um, but it's been, a, it's been, you know, last week and a half has been kind of overwhelming when it comes to what's happening in the news and then plus in just in my kind of everyday life has been packed with stuff so um this feels the primary kind of feels like this coming to fruition before the kind of can take a pause take a deep breath and get ready to roll once again so thank you all for tuning in thank you all for kind of all your support and remember you can help support this show by heading on over to patreon.com slash rc press today um and if you want to kind of uh put some money into helping elect progressive politicians um, in our state legislature and on our school boards, want to help invest in the organizing that's going on here. Well, you know, we've partnered up with Level Field um, and we've got our own little pack going and um, we're going to have uh, more information after the primaries about um, who we want to kind of bring on board, we want to bring on like an advisory board that will be part of this would be fantastic. Um, and thank you all who have already contributed to kind of get us over that first thousand um, thousand dollar mark. That is really, really amazing. Um, I, I frankly didn't not know what to expect. You know, I've been hearing, you know, listen, you, we could do this. We could do this. And I'm like, OK, let's just see if we can do it. And I've just been I've been amazed, you know, and, you know, got to say it's a lot of a lot of people kind of, you know, you know, chipping in a few bucks. We've had a couple people that are, you know, been chipping in higher amounts, which has been which has been fantastic too as well. Like um, the more that we can direct it towards electing progressive folks and exposing the nonsense on the right, the more we can do. So anyways, ragingchicken.levelfield.net to help us out there. But you know, the best way that you can help us out personally, we help keep this show going is going to patreon.com slash RC press today. Um, you know, Choose your membership level, you know, choose your membership level and uh, help support the show. Hey, everybody. Happy Election Day Eve, primary Election Day Eve. Uh, we'll see you on the flip side Wednesday with Cyril, Friday with Amy Connect. See ya!